This is the Industrial IoT Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. We have seen the emergence of what I call modern Internet of Things. It's really the connectivity piece and the data aggregation piece that is usually missing in the infrastructure right now in the market. All right, everyone, we're back in Studio 53 for another fabulous podcast with Universal Screens. We're rejoined, per usual, by Michael Longoria, Business Development Manager at Universal Screens, but we're also joined by a first-time podcaster. His name is Andre Comitre. He is the COO at Neo Control US, and the three of us are going to be discussing home automation trends in general, uh, what differs between the do-it-yourself and the sort of full solution products, how there are some solutions that are actually right in the middle, and really looking at what is the market looking for, what are consumers asking for, and how are companies responding. So, Michael, great to have you back in the studio. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me again. Do you have a nice uh, Christmas time and New Year's season? It's been a, been a while since we actually chatted. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, It was good spending time with family and, uh, you know, just looking into 2019 yeah getting ready to grow again, starting so. strong absolutely yeah yeah our side of the thing it was we went to two trade shows right off the bat already in january so it's been a it's been a whirlwind of a month but it, it, it seems it, good for everybody yes in, in a good way for yeah. sure uh andre welcome to the podcast this is your first market scale podcast how are you doing today Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. So you actually flew in from Florida for this podcast. So got to give a little round of applause there for, for effort. I love it. Thank you. We couldn't um, bring the warm weather today. Exactly. So. No, I tried. Yes. <laughs> that you haven't perfected yet, right? But no. No, I love it. But yeah, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, general discussion topic here. So we're going to be looking at the home automation market. And Andre, you and your company... Uh, live and breathe home automation every day. So I think to start, I'd like to get your take on what is the general consensus for home automation right now? Are consumers eating it up? Um, I know I've read several statistics that uh, the majority of consumers right now actually have some kind of smart device in their home, whether that's a a Google Home, an Amazon Alexa, uh, even just some smart lights. Um, But most people are finding that stride. They're wanting those kind of products. But I guess on a full scale, uh, are you seeing a lot of consumers want that full automated home? Give us sort of a a market update. Yeah, that's a good approach. In the past, usually home automation systems would be just something for really wealthy people. It wasn't affordable at all. And by the time these smart devices are becoming affordable and accessible for everyone, People from different levels and are now starting to try and play around with these devices and have a little bit of the taste of having a, an automated home, right? So as some companies see this as a threat for custom installations as we are, uh, I don't see it this way because actually what happens is some people that had no opportunity to try this in the past, now they are experiencing the, the automated home and when they want more, that's when they get to the custom installation and they have the opportunity to have a company actually offering the products to, to make a, a smart home, but also the services to customize it in a way that they would take full advantage of all the systems they have at home. So no longer I think this is a trend. Uh, home automation is a reality. It's going mainstream. And Neocontro is with Universal 
trying to take advantage of this moment, this momentum, yeah, and offer a very good solution to the customers. I love that. Michael, your thoughts on the industry right now? Yeah, and um, I think I read something that uh, most people have an Alexa uh, in their house. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where it starts off with, is you start off with an Alexa. It's, it's very friendly, you know, uh, user-friendly. I mean, yeah, l- let me tell you, I got an Echo Dot for Christmas. Um, was thinking, when am I ever going to use this, exactly, right? Exactly. But um, I have a home studio, and my um, bandmate and I use that home studio, and we decked it out with colorful smart lights because we just wanted the vibe, right, be able to switch colors in there. And we're like, oh, let's put the Alexa in there and see what it can really do. And now we're we're addicted <laughs> to saying, Alexa, turn the studio cyan, please, right? And I'm telling you, it really is the the entry point there. As soon as you feel what home automation can do for you, it's like suddenly, okay, wow, what else can I automate, right? Is, is that how you're seeing? Yeah. It's kind of the, the Google Homes and the Alexas are the um, the stepping stone for full, complete home automation? Absolutely, and, and the same experience happened with me. I've got one um, at my house and, you know, started off with the easy questions, but then you really start learning what you can do with it. Right. And I think then people will go to a smart switch and control their, you know, their lights or their TV and then, then they see that oh, okay, that's easy as well. Let me let me move into uh, you know um, your your lights in your kitchen and your anything you know. And right. so I think it is a it's a great stepping stone, and and I love the way that it's headed because you know it, it's pushing everybody into seeing how easy it is. Um, and plus, you know, I think when I when I first met with Andrea at his his location in Orlando, he showed me a slide. And it was a slide of back in what, 2005? 2005. It was a picture of people at a concert or, or something. They were holding up their smartphones. Mm-hmm. And there was like three people in the whole crowd. <laughs> and then he shows one now, and it's basically everybody right. doing it. And so I think that's that's just the trend going is now everybody's starting to see their friend. They'll go to their friend's house and... You know, their friend says, Alexa, turn on the TV. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so right. cool. Let's right. do it. So. Yeah. I know. I, I definitely agree. It's that, it's that kind of word of mouth that... I think really pushes these consumer products, especially when you can see the use immediately, right? And you can almost interact with the use in a way that you can't with other products. But that brings me to my next point, which is looking at the market from two different perspectives. So I think we're seeing consumers, and I think it really does depend on how much money you can spend, kind of diverge into two paths. And Andre, I wanted to get your take on how both paths are developing right now. I think you have your DIY. So that's your Google Homes, your Amazon Alexas. You're ordering the smart lights and the smart whatevers from online, and you're just connecting them through some some app, probably an Amazon Alexa app. Um, And then you also have your complete custom installations. So you have a company come in and do a custom installation for everything in your house, from your refrigerator to your lights, your thermostat to your locks. And you have some kind of, you know, there's some kind of proprietary app that they use and you control everything from there. So DIY, cheaper, but kind of a hassle to integrate everything yourself. And I mean, I know connecting the lights to my app is a real pain sometimes. And then custom solution, yeah, you have the full solution, but it's extremely expensive. So talk to me a little bit about where are you seeing customers flock more towards and why? Or I guess what is the attractive side of both? I think uh, nowadays, we speci- especially nowadays, we can look at two different markets merging at some point, of course. But the market's so big that there is market for custom installation and for DIY as well. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that cost 
is something that actually separates them because depending on how you go using DIY products, depending on the kind of products and the kind of solution you are expecting to achieve, they can even be more expensive than have a professional explaining you what to do, selling you the proper tools, devices to achieve that result. So for example here, if, you, if you're using um, a lighting controller to control three bulb, bulbs on your ceiling, you can be using just one lighting controller that is made for custom installations. Whereas if you are trying to replace those bulbs, you are replacing three bulbs at once. So at that point, DIY can be even more expensive than a custom installation. The, the, re, the real point is when you are getting started, usually custom installation will cost you more because you have to have a professional and there will be service fees and so on and designing and so on. But ultim ultimately that's gonna be cost more cost effective to have some custom installation. Uh, another point I think it really differs from one side to, to the other side is the integration. Usually DIY products are extremely good, they are cheap, but they will provide you more with a smart control than a home automation itself. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is they lack of integration and if they can integrate to each other, it's not something that a DIYer can actually do by, by themselves unless they are really tech savvy, right. right? But at that point, they are almost an integrator, right. right? So when you actually integrate different devices in, in the same hub, in the same application, that's where and when you can actually start taking advantage of what I call by automation. Because think about that. If I have to um, use 10 different apps to control my home, that's not automation, that's just control. I'm just switching, instead of flipping a light switch, I'm pressing my, my phone screen. So that's not automation at all. But by the time I say, or I press one single button, let's say for watch movie, and then I have a sort of different actions and different systems working together out of one single press or one single command, then I have something automated. That's the main difference, I guess, uh, when it comes to DIY and custom installation. I see. So are customers now, you think in 2019, going to be gravitating more towards those custom solutions that they, they really do want the full automated home, not just being able to control lights from their smartphone? Um, and you know, if the custom solutions are, in theory, more cost-effective, uh, you know, I feel like we're not seeing the majority of consumers gravitate towards that. I still think the DIY solutions are probably the ones that are most accessible. So so kind of a dual part question there, but let's start with the first part. Do you see consumers gravitating more towards custom installations versus DIY in 2019 and why? I see, and that's what I meant in the beginning. I think when people start having and understanding the benefits of controlling something, then it's easier to understand the benefits of automating something. Right. Because to have something automated, the first step is actually to be able to control it. Right. So by the time you have control over your home on your pocket, then it's way nicer than needing to get up and, and actually control the whole home. But then you see someone just playing and doing the whole thing in a much in a much easier way, then it's your it's your entry it's an entry level the DIY, 
but at the, at the time you feel the need to control that in a smarter way, you gravitate to the to the custom installation, as you said, right? So I see that as an opportunity because most people gravitating from DIY to custom, perhaps they wouldn't even be considering the possibility of buying a home automation system because they wouldn't even know the benefits of that. Right. So yeah. it's bringing people's attention to to this technology and, and teaching them how beneficial it can be. Yeah, and it's great because, you know, you, you will buy, you know, the thermostat, but then you have the thermostat app. You buy the, the smart plug and you have the smart plug app. Right. Um, so, yeah, you're not, it's not automated, but the great thing about, you know, for example, even the, the MyLink, Sofi MyLink, but especially the, the Neo Control Hub is that you can set scenes on it. So you... So if you say good night, uh, set a scene that says good night, now you can grab the lights and have it turn off. Right. You can grab the thermostat and make it a lower temperature right. for when you sleep. That's fully automated. Right. That's basically you're hitting one switch and you're controlling four or five different things instead of going through each app and go, okay, I'm going to go, go to sleep, one app, two apps, three right. apps. Right, right. So now second part of my question I still think the DIY stuff is probably more accessible, or at least people know about it more, right? Or uh, maybe they don't fully understand, like you said, the capabilities that they might be able to automate all these uh, all these aspects of their smart home that they're currently just controlling or feeling like are automated because they can say, Alexa, turn off the lights, right? Um, how do you think consumers are going to get educated this year? on um, these more custom solutions? Do you really think it's just that gateway that they'll do DIY and eventually they'll want a better solution? Or do you think there's some other methodologies? Do you think um, you think you're going to see a heavier advertising push for custom solutions? Do you think um, Amazon or Google might start providing these more custom automated solutions? What, what are your thoughts? I think every, every major company will try to offer more customized solutions to their customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Alexa, for example, they have now something called routines where you can actually say good night and, and Alexa itself will control more than one device at once. So that's a partial solution for the problem, right? There is another need that DIY is still not solving the problem, which is pretty much, uh, it's a home. And we are not used to control the homes just using phones right. and voice, right? Sometimes you just want to get into your home and turn on the lights using a, a, a regular light right. switch. But if you have a smart plug, for example, you just can't because that plug can, ju- can just be used either by your phone mm-hmm. or your voice right. when it comes to DIY. And custom solutions are providing this kind of, of, of solutions as well. So you can have a keypad that will control your whole home. And it's a pretty more common way to control your home. And people, they, they understand this when they start using the home. Right. So I think by just by having more people experiencing this technology, yeah. it's a way to get there. But of course, I think you use it the proper term. Educating people is a, is a challenge now because nowadays we have to explain to them how can can they can get to from this level of comfort, because that's what we are adding when we add this kind of device to the next level of comfort. And we've been doing this creating videos on social medias and and all kind of all kinds of advertisements, home shows and this kind of stuff. It's the way to get the word out and explain people what they can get from it. Definitely. So, I know Neo Control kind of falls 
in the middle here of these two paths that I was talking about, the full custom solution or full DIY, there's kind of a third path opening up here that NeoControl and other savvy companies are seeing, okay, we don't have to offer only full custom solutions. We don't have to only create custom DIY or just DIY, you know, light bulbs. We can sort of go down the middle and give the ease of access of DIY but the automation and the completeness of a custom solution. So tell me a little bit about what Neo Control and other similar companies are trying to do to sort of bridge those two worlds and, and merge those markets for the consumer. Oh, okay. So there are two different things at this point. The first one is to better understand the customer needs, because as I said, we are going mainstream. And when we had custom installation in the past, we were talking about just extremely wealthy people. Therefore, they have different needs than the, the majority of people, right? right? So understanding the, the customer needs allows us to, to develop a different product to supply this new audience, right? And on the other hand, is to understand the professionals, right? Because one of the most expensive costs is when you go to the high-end uh, home automation systems is on the labor cost, yeah. right? You have to design that system, which is really complicated. You have to program that thing, configure the whole thing, and they are meant for engineers. You have pretty much learn how to code sometimes, mm -hmm. right? And people who learn how to code, they would charge for it because it's expensive to have an employee, to have your team train and be able, being able to do that, right? So we work it on both sides. First of all, understanding the customer's needs. Oh, we actually have a simpler solution when comparing to high-end um, home automation products, right? For example, here, um, high-end products will turn you able to control 10 Apple TVs at home in 10 different monitors, Right, and you can choose whatever you're gonna whatever you're gonna watch on each of them. That's not a, a need that we're gonna see on the majority of the homes. Right, right, right. So we are not capable of doing that kind of stuff. I don't know about your home, but my I, I use that feature a lot. <laughs> oh, you would have it. <laughs> Classic, Michael. <laughs> so at that point, we are we are offering a simpler solution, right? And comparing to the AI, we've been talking about that. It's more well integrated, but on the professional side. We work it hard to have something that it's simpler to understand from the, the technical standpoint, simpler to install, simpler to program, faster to program, mm -hmm. meaning different kind of companies now can have access and can and, and will be able to actually integrate and to specify whatever they need to to have in a home in order to turn the home smart. So by by doing this, we actually can offer a mid-term solution because the pricing point is getting a little bit lower than high-end, extremely high-end solutions, right? And we have more people capable of doing that. Yeah. And that's key for mainstream. Definitely. Yeah, and I think uh, a perfect example is, um, so we we opened a second location and we're going to make it a full showroom. Um, but I think uh, uh, kind of to go along the lines with the homeowners is that they're going to buy um, you know, a smart plug or a, or a camera or a thermostat. But what's great about Neo Control is that it takes it. So, for example, in our office, uh, we can get a Honeywell thermostat, as long as it's Z-Wave. Um, we can get a, a D-Link, you know, security camera, which we have that Neo Control can, can 
everything is controlled by that. And it doesn't have to be, you, you don't have to go out and buy all the Google products to basically right. make it. If you don't like a certain Google product, well, then you're not going to be able to just buy this camera and integrate it. But with with Neo Control, the hub is, is controlling third party. Um, it's controlling Somfy, which, you know, is great for universal screens because we are, you know, that's the motor that we use is the Somfy motors. Um, and so we even have a, a heater that is controlled by a Somfy module. Um, we have lights. We have we have everything in our showroom that's going to be completely automated just by one app. And so, uh, but yeah, you're not you're not limited to one product. Like, okay, I bought a Google Hub, or um, I have to buy Google products, right. or I've got to buy this. But so that that definitely helps out. Definitely. And that was a technical decision that we took when we started approaching. The, the North American market because although we are we've been new control has been in the industry for over 14 years now wow, okay. but we've been mostly exploring the, the South American uh, countries all of them um, and by the time we decided to come to US in 2016 we knew that we we would need to adapt right and understanding that there will be a lot of needs that we can't fulfill we decided to go using a, a well-known protocol where different manufacturers can manufacture products and devices that will be talking to each other. Right. So Very this, open source. Yeah, mm -hmm. so this adds a lot of flexibility to the dealers and to the distributors and integrators. If they need something really specific that we don't have, there will be a solution for them in the market. Interesting stuff. Yeah, we actually just went over that. Uh, we were at our office talking about a different hub. He says, yeah, we communicate with that hub. Huh. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. And so basically it's just coding, you know, just, uh, making sure that they communicate with each other. So Right. Well, and as this becomes the standard, you'll see the black box solutions probably have to adapt as well. Consumers want easy. So if the easiest solution is something that works with any hub, any product and you can control it all from one app that is going to become the standard clearly and any of these solutions that whether they're custom whether they're diy that require you to have three different apps or require you to use the amazon alexa app or the google home app they're going to have to adjust they're going to have to find ways to be a little more open source and pull from different manufacturers which i think will overall drive costs down and will probably make custom solutions for the entire home and we can really experience home automation something that your average american can access which you know i i don't think we're there quite yet but i think we're we're close is that what y'all feel too you feel like that home automation really future yeah. is yeah how, how close would you say you say like a like a couple years before we see that become standard almost or i think, I think less than that really if you, if you look at what's going on in the market you see some builders like lennar and they are building entire entire developments with over 2,000 homes, and all of them are already delivered to the customers wow. with home automation. And, and this example is in partnership with Amazon. Mm. So we are talking about DIY solutions being implemented in, in a very professional environment by, a big, by big players, right? But we are talking about a, a whole lot of families now. They don't even have the option not to have home <laughs> right. automation, right? right. So I don't think it's something like it won't take longer than five to ten years. We we're gonna we're gonna see most of the people actually using home automation right. in, in some sort of level, even less than that. What I what I usually say we are far away from. We use the term uh, smart homes, right? Mm -hmm. 
but there is no smart comment <laughs> market actually. <laughs> they are not thinking, they are not processing any sort right. of information and mostly important, homes are not taking action by themselves. Right. Like a self-driving car, right. that's a smart car. It's analyzing a lot of information and actually taking actions so, based on that. Right. So so smart home is kind of a misnomer right now. It is, now. it's yeah. a marketing term, yeah. which is okay, but from the technical standpoint, we are far away from being, from, from having actual smart homes. Yeah. There, there are a lot of companies actually researching this kind of stuff. In, in the sense that we're going to be using deep learning and machine learning, and our homes will be at some point actually able to analyze information, learn from that, and then based on that experience, take, take actions from that. Right, to either cut energy costs or maybe to lock your home, depending on like if a camera detects some strange intruder yep. or something, right? It knows, oh, we've never scanned this person before. We're going to lock all the doors, that kind of stuff. That's that's interesting. That's a, that's the next level. Yeah, that's the From next that level. Point, yeah. From that point, we are still far away. Let's, let's get to home automation first before we get to yeah. smart homes. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, Andre and um, Michael, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Always great to have you in studio, Michael. Absolutely. Andre, we're going to have to fly you back out again because your insight on um, – smart homes, I'm doing air quotes here, right, <laughs> is always very valuable. Um, so yeah, I appreciate y'all giving us this look at um, the home automation market, what consumers are really looking for, and how these two paths, right, the DIY and the custom solutions are starting to merge. It's going to bring costs down, and it's going to turn the automated home into a standard, not just a feature. So Absolutely. It's, it's an I'm, exciting I'm time. looking forward to the future and what it, what it holds and yeah. where it's going to go. Definitely. So Andre, Pleasure being here. Yes. Thank and you for I'm looking forward for the next podcast. Yes, as are we. As are we. And thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous ones, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.